When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening. This is Orson Welles. Bringing you another radio program for Lady Esther. Our story tonight was once made by King Vida into a hauntingly beautiful silent movie. For the very youngest of my listeners, I hasten to explain that a silent movie is one that you see but can't hear. A radio play, on the other hand, is something you hear but can't see. Admitting at the outset that no two ways of telling a story are more different than these two, we humbly but hopefully present our version of Wild Oranges by Joseph Hergesheimer. It's at once a romance and a thriller, which is undoubtedly why some of you have written in asking us to do this story. The good news is that Frances D., one of the best actresses we know about, is going to act in it. We'll all do our very best by it, and we hope it brings you pleasure. Now, first, here's a word from Lady Esther. How many times have you said, I wouldn't have believed it, but I saw it with my own eyes? That's an expression most people use, and no doubt you've used it too many times. Yes, there's a lot of truth in the old saying, seeing is believing. That's why women all over the country are so thrilled with what I call my elbow test. You see, the elbow test proves that Lady Esther face powder is an entirely new and different kind of powder. Proves that it can make the skin look younger and fresher. What is the elbow test? Well, here's all you do. You know how rough and coarse the skin of your elbow is. I mean, compared to the skin of your face. Just pat a little Lady Esther face powder on one of your elbows and then look at it. Notice how it has changed how smooth and lovely it looks now. Notice how the little lines and bumps seem to have vanished. Now, if my powder can make the rough skin of your elbow look that much better, imagine what it can do for the skin of your face. Imagine how it can hide tired lines, little blemishes, big pores. So you see, there's a real surprise waiting for you the first time you use Lady Esther face powder. You'll see with your own eyes that it can make your skin look smoother and younger. You'll see that Lady Esther face powder means a new kind of loveliness for your skin, a new and exciting flattery. I was 25 when all the things that I valued were killed for me in an instant. I'd just been married, and we'd gone to live in the country. After two days, I had to go into town. When I came back, Ellen met me at the train in a cart, and we drove toward the house. Ellen had trouble holding the horses. The train had frightened them. On the road, we passed a yard where the laundry had been hung on a line to dry. A skirt fluttered in the breeze. The horse reared and threw the cart. It killed her. The flutter of a white skirt. And she was dead. Nothing mattered much after that. Life was inviting and gay before, now there was nothing left, so I did the usual thing. I didn't know where to go, so I went everywhere. I even bought a sailing boat. 
My crew was a man from Brooklyn who'd gone to sea when he was 10. Halvard, his name was. I took him on when he was 40. Twelve years we were together, never a hard word. He knew when to scold and when to obey, sort of a cross between a father and a first mate. Twelve long years we kept our solitary way. And then one evening at dusk, we sailed into a bay off the Georgia coast. Halvard was calling the soundings. By the mark, fog. By the deep one. By the mark, four. By the deep three. We're over the bar. Hey. Smell that? Oleanders and orange trees. Yeah. Queer, too. I didn't know they could grow oranges on the coast of Georgia. Like to choke you, that smell. Hey, Skipper. What's the matter? Over there in the water, what is it? Shark? Looks like it. No. It's a woman. By gosh, it is. In the fading light, I could just make out the free, solid mass of her hair. The naked, smoothly turning shoulder. Then she saw us. She paused, motionless for a breath, then swam quickly away and vanished in the shadows of the trees. Through the tangled growth along the shore, we could see the outline of a house. The windows on the faded wall were broken in, empty and staring like the eyes of the dead. All was quiet. The odor of the orange blossoms was heavy in the air. We need some fresh water. I'll go look around. I'll go. Okay, Skipper, but... Not now, huh? Why not? I'm just going to look around. I don't like the looks of that place, Skipper. Let's turn in. I'm going ashore. Okay, Skipper, but watch your step. Remember, all you're after is fresh water. On the shore, I beached the tender and crawled through a dilapidated fence and into an ancient orange grove. The branches of the trees were bending with fruit. I picked one. At first taste, it was bitter, and I threw it away. But the taste lingered in my mouth, and I realized it had a pungency and a flavor I'd never before tasted in an orange. I picked another and ate it as I walked toward the crumbling walls of the old house. The place looked empty and deserted in the moonlight. I would have thought no one was around. I hadn't noticed the chair. It was a rocker, an old-fashioned rocker on the porch. As I say, I saw no one and heard no one. But the chair was rocking. I stood staring at it and didn't notice her until she was next to me. Who are you? What do you want? Oh, that chair. My father was just sitting there. He left when you came. He doesn't like strangers. Oh, I see. I only want some water. That's my boat out on the bay. We saw you swimming. We have rainwater. Plenty of it. The cistern's full. You're welcome to that. Thanks. I'll have Halvard come after it. He's my sailor. Coming, Father. Nicholas mustn't see you. Nicholas? Who's he? Goodbye, mister. Wolfock. John Wolfock. I must go. Goodbye, Millie.
another time, I'll kill him. What happened? How'd you get hurt? Went ashore to that cistern to fill the cask, and I was rolling it away when suddenly out of the bushes comes this dumb idiot. Big baby face, eyes like slits. Hey, Nicholas. Empty that cask, he says. Oh, the girl said it was all right. Yeah. Well, he just pushed the cask back, and I pushed the other way. I got mad, and you ought to have seen that gorilla. He pulled a knife on me. I'd like to get my hands on him. Well, I'll go ashore and talk to Millie. Listen, Skipper, that big guy's crazy. He ain't human. You better be careful. I'll be careful. I'm sorry about the water. Nicholas didn't understand. You see, we have no visitors. Think I can get the water now? Here's the cistern. And here's your cask. It's a big one. Well, you need a big one the way we travel. Where do you go? Many places. It depends. On what? Oh, on the winds and the tides. We don't care much. Right now, we're bound for the Guianas. That's South America, isn't it? Yes. You've always lived here? I was born in this house. Never been 50 miles away. Doesn't that seem horrible to you? Been everywhere? Well, it isn't exactly... I hate it here. Why do you stay? No place to go. There's no help for it. There's nothing I can do that wouldn't make it worse. That's Nicholas. They're calling me. They want me to come in. What makes that sound? It's a conch shell. I must go. Who's this Nicholas? Millie, come back. Millie, don't go away. Millie! All that night on the boat, I thought of her. I thought of her life alone in that fragrant and terrible place. Myself, I'd imagined I'd put the world and everything it meant and held for most men away from me forever. But lying awake in my bunk, I was no longer sure. I remembered her eyes and the fear that lay behind them. Her voice spoke to me again, and I knew the urgency of her need. There was no sleep for me that night. Morning, Skipper. How'd you like your breakfast? Oh, fine, but these oranges taste awful. There's no flavor. Yeah, you've been eating them wild oranges, huh? I had one they're sour. That's why these taste flat. Mm-hmm. Listen, Skipper, I, I don't care how bad it is. Let's get out of here. It ain't no good. What do you mean? Gives me the creeps. Them orange blossoms, that big half-wit, the house, that girl. What about her? Nothing. I don't like you getting too chummy with her. Albert, when I want your advice, I'll ask for it. Okay, Skipper, okay. Sorry, Albert, I didn't mean to yell at you. Okay, Skipper. I'm going ashore. What? I said I'm going ashore. You want me to row you in? No. No, I'll go by myself. I beached the boat, I noticed a figure in the trees. A heavy, drooping figure. It backed into the foliage and was gone. Must have been Nicholas. 
The old man was sitting on the porch, looking out over the bay. Hello? Uh, What do you want? Millie? Nicholas? Look here, I didn't mean any harm, sir. Yes, yes, Nicholas. This man. What's he doing here? I don't know. That's my boat out there, and I I only... People coming around here. No, no, no. Now, look here. I'm, I'm not asking any favors of you, and don't I don't like... Don't start nothing, I warn you. Don't start nothing. Nicholas. Nicholas, give me that knife. Don't start nothing. Now, Nicholas, you go inside. Father, take him in the house. We don't like people coming around here. No, no. Father, please go inside and take Nicholas with you. Go ahead. I'll send the man away. You send him you shouldn't have come. I had to. What's the matter? I had to see you. You're watching from inside. Isn't there someplace we can go? I have to talk to you. No, no, they won't let me. Millie. We'll meet tonight. There's an old boathouse. I'll try to get away. Millie. I'm coming, Nicholas. Millie. That's long. What is it you must tell me? Oh. Oh, so much, Millie. I have to tell you what I'm feeling. I have to tell you about this thing that's happened to me. Has something happened to you? What's happened? Well, for 12 years now, I'm... Oh, I don't know how to tell you, but I've got to. Cold. Cold, that's it. Everything's cold. Even in the tropic waters when we'd strip naked, Halvard and I, because of the heat, everything was cold. That was my life. A dull, senseless, cold life. Without meaning, without warmth. It was to be the same till I died, and... And now... Yes? It's you, Millie. I've seen you and talked to you and... and touched you. Why do you turn away? I must go. Dear, what are you afraid of? He would have killed you. You must leave. Nicholas. You're afraid of Nicholas. What is it? Why are you afraid? I'm to marry him. Millie. Millie. Came here three years ago as a hired man. First, we didn't think he'd stay, but he did, and then I found out why. I was cleaning his room when I saw him. What? The police noticed with his picture. He's wanted for murder. He's, He's a maniac. He kills when he gets excited. I told father to send him away, but he was afraid. I suppose I ought to feel sorry for my father, but I don't. I hate him. And then... Then one day, Nicholas asked me to marry him. He said he loved me. And you... You said you'd married him? Not at first. I... I told him no. He started to cry and... And told me I shouldn't say things like that. He, he begged me not to get him started. Started? What did he mean by that? He'd kill me. Father, too. Never lets me out of his sight. He's mad, don't you see? Told me tonight he was going to kill you. He says you're in love with me. I am, Millie. I am. And I'm going to take you away from here. You hear that? It's Nicholas. Don't pay any attention. No, I must go. No, you stay here with me. Please. Please let me go. Don't, Don't hold me. Don't. Kiss means you're mine. Isn't that so? Yes. 
I'll come for you later. But, Father... Father, too. Both of you, you and your father. Watch for a light on the mast. It'll mean I'm coming. You'll be at the beach to meet me. Yes. We'll be at the beach. Till then, Millie. like she ought to be here by now, Skipper. Yeah, something must be wrong. Maybe that Nicholas... I was thinking of that. I'm not going to wait any longer. I'm going up to the house. I'm not back in ten minutes. Come after me. Okay, Skipper. Come, John. What? Father won't come. Let me talk to him. There's no time to lose. We've got to get out of the bay before the storm gets any worse. Where's Nicholas, Mr. Stove? Father sent him to town. Mr. Stove. Mr. Stove. Yes. We've got to leave, sir. I can't go. I, I, I can't go. Come on, Father. Put on your coat. Oh, it's no use, Millie. Close the door. Listen to me. You've got to go, Millie. You, sir. You take her away. Father, I won't go without you. You know that. I won't go back into that other world of people and voices. I, I can't go back. But why? Uh, what was that? Just a shudder. I, I thought it was Nicholas. If you'll come now, Father, we'll be free of Nicholas. You don't understand. It, it isn't that. It, it, it isn't Nicholas alone. What are you afraid of? Everything. I, I'm just afraid. Sounds I don't understand. Voices I've never heard before. I, I'm just afraid. I'm a coward. Father. No, no, let me go on. I've, I've always wanted to say it out, but I've always been ashamed. But now, when it means escape for you, Millie, I'll tell you. You despise me and you, you go away and that's what I want. What are you saying? No. Do you know why we're here? Do you know why we live in this godforsaken hole? This has been my escape. When the war came, the war between the states, I didn't enlist. Why? Only because I was afraid. Oh, it was horrible. They hated me. They mocked me in the streets, threw stones into my window. I ran away. I tried living in many places, and always it was the same. And then I came here. This was my escape from fear, but not anymore. Not with Nicholas. What? What was that? I didn't hear anything, Father. Nicholas will be back any minute. Go. Go away. Both of you. No. I'm staying here with you. Really? I can't help it, John. Huh. I'm part of it all. If I go, Nicholas will kill Father. Oh, don't listen to her. Take her away with you while you can. There he is. Don't, don't say anything. Pretend we're talking about the oranges. Don't, don't say anything. Hello? Nicholas? Why is he here? He's just... He's uh... taking you away. Yes, he is. He, he is taking her away. You stay here. Don't you touch my daughter. She belongs to me. Stand back. Oh, oh. don't. Here, Nicholas. Nicholas! Get out of the way, Millie. He's choking my father. Oh. He's killing you. Millie, stand back. Nicholas. 
killed him. Put that knife away, Nicholas. Throw it away or I'll shoot. Run. Oh, dear. Father's dead. Nicholas killed him. Millie. Father was a brave man. Albert's waiting at the... here at the beach. A few minutes we'll be free. Free? Yes. There's Nicholas. He must want me. Nicholas? He's still alive. Albert! 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 What's wrong, Skipper? It's Nicholas. I, I thought I'd killed him, but he's following us. Hold him off until I get Millie in the tender. Where's the old man? Nicholas killed him. Oh. Okay, Skipper. I'll take care of that guy. Why are we waiting? For Halbert. Where is he? Going to stop Nicholas. Nicholas is so strong. Halbert's strong, too, Millie. Here he comes now. Who? I don't know. It's one of them. John. I can't see who it is. Nicholas. No, I can't tell. Nicholas. Halvard. Halvard. Thank God it's you. What's the matter? You hurt? Just a scratch, Skipper. I've had worse in my time. Let's shove off. We gotta sail out tonight. Can we cross the bar in this storm? We can storm? try. Albert, you take the wheel. Yeah. Millie will stay with you. I'll call the soundings. It's gonna be tricky business getting over that bar. We'll get over, Skipper. By the mark. Four. By the deep one. By the mark. Three. By the deep. Five. By the mark. Three. By the deep. Halbert. Halbert, have you lost the wheel? He was hurt. Badly hurt. He couldn't hold on. I- I've taken the wheel. Where is he? Here I am, Skipper. On the deck. Halbert, lay still. You make a good sailor, Skipper. A good sailor. Oh, lay still, Halvard. You're badly hurt. That that big Nicholas was tougher than I thought. You'd better get those soundings, Skipper. Hold her against it, Millie! By the mark two. By the deep. Four. Halvard. Halvard. By the mark, too. John, what's happened to him? I, I'm afraid. Robert! Oh. He's gone, Millie. He's gone. He was dead. I commit his body to the deep, looking for the final resurrection in Christ. Amen. By the mark, too. By the deep five. If it hadn't been for me, 
You wouldn't have been killed. You mustn't say that. He wouldn't want you to say that. They were brave men. He and... And my father, too. They died for us. We must live for them. By the mark, too. By the deep. Five. Oh, John. John, it's... It's so different. Dearest, what is... Everything. The future, the, the whole world. Before it was so ugly and hopeless. And now... Now, because those two who loved us were brave... We must be brave for them. By the mark three. By the deep. By the deep, too. We're over. We're over the bar, Millie. We're free. That was Wild Oranges. Wild Oranges by Joseph Hergesheimer. Millie was played by Francis D. Ray Collins was her father. Paul Stewart played Halvard. Gail Gordon was Nicholas. And John Wolfock was played by your obedient servant. Francis, it's always a real pleasure to have you with us. The pleasure is mine, Orson. But tell me one thing. Yes? Uh, the story has made me very curious. Have you ever eaten a wild orange? No, I haven't. But... Well, you know I... Uh... Yes, Ray? Have you ever eaten a wild orange? No, no, I... I'm just going to say that I had some wild strawberries once. Well, good, I'd... too. Well, I'm sure they were good. And I wonder if hereafter we can have fewer wild irrelevancies around here. We have a radio show to do, and this is almanac time. And today is November 3rd, 1941. This is the best time to plant tulip bulbs. The Department of Agriculture also advises citizens to try a hand at raising food in their gardens these days. There's a full moon... A hunter's moon. It's called that because right at this time of the year, the full moon is above the horizon almost 18 hours, making it easy for the hunter to see his quarry. Also, I'm sure, making it easy for the quarry to see the hunter. Disturbing note. It is illegal to speak English anywhere in the state of Illinois. I will repeat that remarkable and disturbing note. It is illegal to speak English anywhere in the state of Illinois. This week's important anniversaries. The death of the poet Milton. The birthday of William Cullen Bryant, once editor of the New York Evening Post and also a poet. Achievement of the Pacific Ocean by the Lewis and Clark Expedition. And this week's important birthdays include uh, William Cullen Bryant, aforementioned Rodin, the sculptor Edmund Keane, Joel McRae. Uh, that's right, Francis D. Joel McRae. Uh, Joel McRae, by a coincidence, is Francis D.'s husband. That about brings us to the end of our almanac, and now it's time for a word from Lady Esther. Do you ever think to yourself when you feel a little low, oh, if I could only go out and buy a new hat or a new dress? Clothes can do a lot for you, can give you a real lift, 
But not even lovely clothes can do as much for you as a face powder that's truly flattering. Because, you see, a flattering powder can make your skin look younger, more glamorous. Many women tell me that Lady Esther face powder makes them look years younger. They say it hides little lines, makes the skin look smoother and fresher. There's a good reason why Lady Esther face powder is so flattering. It's made differently. Made my exclusive twin hurricane way. It's blown and reblown until it's much softer, much finer than powder usually is. So if you want a lift, not even new clothes can give. If you want the thrill of a smoother, younger-looking skin, use Lady Esther face powder. Well, it's just about time to wind up the program again, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, our show will include a story by one of our favorites, Ring Lardner. The story's called The Maysville Minstrel. If you read it, I think you'll want to tune in to hear it. Particularly when I tell you that Stuart Irwin is going to play in it, and so is June Collier, and so is Ray Collins, and so is Joe Cotton. I'd like to thank you before we tune off, I'd like to thank those of you who've written in about our show, and I'd like to ask those who haven't to do so. Please believe me, we're all anxious to give you the stories you'd like to hear. All of us. Which is to say Lady Esther and everybody in the Mercury Theater, who remain as always obediently yours. Columbia Broadcasting System. KNX Los Angeles, the voice of Hollywood.